Hey, all Doug Paget here. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. I had to re-upload the audio for today's podcast because I made a mistake and left out the audio from the videos that we played during the live stream. So if you've already seen this in your feed and it's there again, that's why. If it's the first time it's been in your feed, well, never mind. Uh, to you, you won't even know that there was a previous mistake. But here it is, the podcast. We really do appreciate you all listening. Thanks for being a part of all this. Here it is from June 20th. Hey, good morning all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's uh, Tuesday, something like the 18th or 19th, 20th, 20th already of June. Jeez. Had some big goals for the 15th of June that didn't come true. <clears throat> I wanted to feel like it was just yesterday and not <laughs> a week ago. Uh, but anyway, if you've uh, been looking forward to the 20th of June, because you like it when the days are long, Rob, if you, if you like long days, you know, tomorrow, longest day of the year. Did you know? It's this? very you exciting. Keep, yeah. <laughs> do, you keep, uh, do, you, do you keep track of such things? Longest day I, of the year, that kind of thing? Yeah, I only know that because Vanessa is part of a uh, group of women that uh, used to meet monthly, but now they just meet on the solstices. And ah. uh, and so they had their solstice call last night. And uh, in anticipation wow, early. Of so they, they rush. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So they don't actually meet on the solstice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've heard about in, in history groups of women that only meet on the solstice. Yeah, uh, I think they're called witches yeah, or something like that. <laughs> I, they used to have a different title. I'm sure that's not. Uh, I'm sure they're just in a covenant. And not a not, coven. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just really yeah. projecting here. Hey, Doug, I, I got to tell you. On the longest day of the year, I haven't done it in a, uh, this year. Um, didn't I decided not to do it. But I would do a be in motion from sunrise to sunset on the longest mm. day. Run, walk, swim, bike, you know, try to do some number of crazy number of miles on those days. And for lots of reasons, not doing it, not doing it this year. So I'm just well, going to sit around. I think I'll, I think I'll sit, I'll, I'll wake up for sunrise, sit down and not yeah. get up, Ooh. not get up until sunset. That's a challenge. That, that's People a challenge in and of things. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last night, uh, it wasn't the longest night of the year, but it was. You know, it's it's staying staying light out longer, and uh, uh, you know, just kind of beautiful summer evening. Whimsy, my uh, my eight year old decided to organize a neighborhood talent show. Wow. And so, Doug, she's been talking about this for weeks. So I finally, yeah. I suggested to her, I said, Wims, you need to, you know, let people know when this is going to be instead of trying to just do it, you know, anytime, you know, like, hey, let's do it now. So sure. she loves to play around in Canva. And uh, so I said, why don't you make a flyer in Canva okay. and then we'll print it and you can take it sure. to your friends. So um, she did. She made a, a flyer okay. in Canva, which was amazing. Uh, it included uh, statements like no sore losers and no <laughs> bullying losers. I think she's very obsessed with there being losers, um, suggesting that people wear fancy clothes. Uh, so anyways, long story short, last night was the talent show. Okay. We had like 10 neighborhood kids in our yard. Love it. And their parents. And there was... 
I mean, love, one love, of her love, love. one of her friends' older brother brought his trumpet and played uh-huh. his trumpet. There was a little girl singing "Party in the USA." There was uh, gymnastics. There uh. was uh, rollerblade tricks. It was the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. Is this it was been, just has this a, been videotaped. Did somebody videotape oh, yes. this? Oh, and, oh yes, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I'm a little hesitant to put it up online just because it's other people's kids, and I like I. So I, I'm I'm a little hesitant totally. to post it yeah, online. I think you are. He's some sort I, of a creeper. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have have things about their you know their kids. So, um, yeah, I mean, one kid did a stomach roll, which he pulled his shirt up and made his stomach like. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was it was. It was amazing. And then it ended with everybody getting popsicles and putting on kids bop on the uh, on the outdoor speaker and parents hanging around and all the kids wow. playing in our yard until about nine o'clock. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. Well, just America. Just uh, just old timey. You know, it doesn't yep. feel like it. Now, these yeah, kids but- see here's here's what happened for my childhood. I had like <clears throat> one or two days like that. But in my eight year old brain. That became so seminal that till this day, I think things like when I was a kid, here's what we did. We did it once, but it was so framing. It just tells you a narrative of your entire of your entire childhood. Right. Like that's what we do and what we did. And we were those people. And so congratulations. You've you've framed a generation of kids into when I was a kid living somewhere outside of Fayetteville, Arkansas, I had a yeah. treasured childhood. Yeah. And wow. and listen, Sean in the comments, hey, Sean, listen, we're going to get to Hunter Biden. I want to talk about my kid's talent show first. Can you can you just pump the brakes for a second? Yeah, look, look Hunter, <laughs> sounds like Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden has pled guilty to the uh, crimes that he committed. You know, yeah. we're going to talk about I, it, I like but I guy. wanted to talk about the neighborhood talent show, okay? <laughs> Like, come on. No bullying losers, <laughs> Sean. Uh, no bullying losers. Well, we will get to that, but I will just yeah. say uh, on that point, that's a big that's a big one from Sean. Look at that, Sean. Your thing really shows up there on the uh, on the deal. Oh, hey, Sean, yeah. head over head over to YouTube. It's much better uh, for us if you're over on YouTube. So if you're willing to write something that long, go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to it there yeah. so you can keep up on it. Seriously, just pump the brakes for a minute. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, Hunter Biden is uh, apparently big oh, news. Oh, coming big, in big again. News. He's got a, a little bit of a story uh, to uh, to plead guilty to. You know yeah. what? You know what kind of has me in the mood for Rob? What's that? People pleading guilty to the crimes oh. they've committed. Oh, just admit it. Just say yes, I did uh-huh. it. You know who else admitted to a crime? Just admit it and say I did it. Look at you, oh, boy! You're like just, you're like Johnny Cochran over here. Yeah, listen. L- last night on Fox News, Donald he Trump admitted just, it. He admitted it. I All mean, right. it's should it, we should we jump right in? I've got video. I've got videotape. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. I have, I have videotape. I, I tape recorded this. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, no, I don't even say tape recorded. I taped it. By the way, if you yep. don't know my my obsession with this, I'm bothered that people still on this day refer to recording something as taping it. But anyway, with my uh, phone last night, I was watching MSNBC who ran footage oh of Donald goodness. Trump on Fox News. And I didn't want to have I tried to hunt dog. through the Internet to try to find this clip. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, my. So heart. 
Doug, I recorded Doug. it off of my phone with my, I taped oh. it with my phone off of my television. So uh, uh, it's, it's just got, it's just got the great vibes. Did you have a, a different way to quickly capture what, that? Yeah, I've got a, I've got the fantastic shortcut on my phone that allows me to download Twitter videos and to it. And I, yeah, next time I have holler. to like go through Twitter and find those yeah it was all over twitter last on, night <laughs> on twitter and then i got to deal with elon musk bullying scientists and and virologists and others so no maybe i would just assume record this with my, with my phone. uh all right let's see not it. go on twitter as i would to listen to the joe rogan experience all right oh. uh okay boy there's so there's so very many let's start with the confession about what trump did so let, okay. this is last night uh, this aired apparently on Fox News with Brett Bear or Bear Bear how's he how's he Bear. pronounce it yeah is it, is it, I mean does he Ron DeSantis' problem with his name where it's unclear to him and his family how to pronounce his own last I, name I I think it's Bear okay. however I I think we ought to begin to refer to him as Assistant Special Prosecutor Brett Bear Boy, he was <laughs> I mean he was on Trump I've now watched series of I didn't watch the whole thing because I don't have that recorded anywhere. Uh, but I've watched many clips that feels like it's almost put, I don't know, a 20 minute segment together. He is on Trump, uh, which is why the title of this, uh, live stream podcast today is the walls come tumbling down on crumbling down on Trump. And that's because when people like the ones we're going to show, whether it's yep. Bill Barr or Brent Bear or baby beluga or any other BB name people, when they start to go after Trump like this in public spaces, intentionally in spaces where they're knowing people are going to be watching this, that's a sign that the, you know, these, these are bandwagon jumpers in some ways, and they are going, they're trying to be first on the, on the wagon as it, as it comes by. So it's, it seems to me to be a clear indication that the criminal prosecution of Donald Trump is going to bring such pressure to bear that he will Hunter Biden this thing. And, yep. you know, I said it's 311 days from last Tuesday that he's going to uh, plead guilty within 311 days, because when he's facing down that all of his appeals, all of his justifications that he's going to bring to court are not going to work and his lawyers are like, you are going to lose this case, then he's going to negotiate something and he's going to bundle together a whole bunch of things. My theory. Uh, only my yep. theory. Don't. I've yes. just recently though, not only your theory say that say it. I've just recently, it, and I've been saying it for a year and a half. But it was in the New York recently. Times yesterday. It was well, in the New York Times yesterday. There that there was that there is some sense that in cases similar to this. I mean, as if you could have a case similar to this, but in the case of classified documents, that the David Petraeus. Let's go with that guy. Yeah, that there is real pressure on prosecutors to um, come up with a plea deal because the um, the intelligence agencies do not want these documents to be released in any way shape or form and the chance sure. that they could come out in a in a trial or you know the idea that the 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 information in these documents is so sensitive and so you know classified of such not, not even classified it because that's not the deal it doesn't matter if it's classified or not it is a threat to national security sensitive. that's the espionage act because these documents contain information that is such a threat to national security 
Um, the jury can't even, you know, get access to them and see them. And so there is this sense that uh, I, the New York Times was talking about it yesterday, that there that there could be a lot of pressure for a plea deal and it be a plea deal that is very in 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 Donald Trump's favor. Yeah, look, uh, if, if someone's trying to make the argument that the Justice Department needs a rationale for why they would go forward with accepting a plea deal, I don't think they have to work hard to come up with a justification. They might yeah. be wanting to start to promote this so it doesn't look like they're just being kind to Donald Trump in the prosecution, but it's exactly what should happen. Yes. In so many of these cases, there are deals that are struck, especially with high-profile uh uh, criminals. Yeah. Just, this is just what happens. And with a former president, that is what should happen. Donald Trump is guilty as can be. He should be convicted of his crime. And in a lot of people's view, including mine, the punishment for every crime shouldn't be the same. And the punishment for the former president of the United States should not be a jail cell. Maybe he's on home detainment. Maybe it's a fine. Maybe he loses rights, which he most certainly will. There will be a consequence. But look, jail cells are just a bad idea for most crimes, and it's not necessary in this case. So they're going to come up with a with some kind of a of, of an arrangement. There's no doubt. The problem is Trump's people already pitched this. They already went to the Justice Department before they filed. Uh, the the uh, actual indictment and tried to strike a deal. And apparently Trump said no deal. He wouldn't he wouldn't allow his attorneys to do it within 304 days. That's going to change. He he well, will be he will be doing what Hunter Biden did, which is what anyone who's facing down your yes. own behavior as it's been captured by the federal government's prosecutors. That's what you do. Yes. Now, and the only time Donald the, Trump couldn't is if the judge pushes this this case off after the election and then no, 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 I'm this going is, to win the election and then this, I'm going to pardon myself and get out of it. So he might hold on if he thinks that the, the trial is not going to happen. No, the no. The clock is ticking on whether or not there's going to plea, be a plea deal because the judge has set a trial date. When the trial date. Uh, I just Today. saw it on Twitter. I have it up in front of me right now. Omnibus order setting trial date and establishing pre-trial pre instructions and sentencing procedures. This case is hereby buried, set for criminal jury. United for States of America plaintiff versus Donald Trump defendant. This case is hereby set for a criminal jury trial during the two-week period commencing August 14th, 2023. Yeah. Okay, they're not going to get this... 2023? Yeah. No, okay. The, the, then that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that's when the trial is starting. That can't. There's no way they're starting the trial in three weeks. <laughs> this is this is not this is not a traffic. This ticket. is from Scott McFarlane. I okay. Well Flash Judge Eileen Cannon signs court order listing August fourteenth trial date. Well, look and he, I, she may have set like the initial trial date for something like something. No, a going calendar to call is August 8th. All pre-trial motions uh, must be filed by July 24th. Well, I don't know much, but I know I love you. And that may be all I need. They, are, they cannot have a trial of this magnitude starting in August. 
so whatever that is, I'm not saying there's not a trial I'm, date. I'm, I'm just saying it's I not that trial. I don't think someone. I'm just saying it's not that trial. There, there's a number of dates, but but they're not going to have a jury selection. Donald Trump is not going to be on trial in 2023. <laughs> not, that is, uh, look, I mean, when it comes to Donald Trump, this guy's been wrong about pretty much everything other than his criminality. Yeah. But my guess is not that. But if even if it was, even if it was, Donald Trump started his plea. Okay, here's his, CNN. CNN judge sets initial date for Trump federal trial in August, through, though timing could change. The trial yeah. date as of right now has been set for August 14th. All right. Well, look, even if the judge sets that trial date, there is no way they're going to get discovery together. They're going to get pleadings in. They're going to get petitions. If... If what the judge means is, okay, now we start and now I take over the case and so on and here we go, that still will take months before there's jury jury selection and trial and all this. So he he could run the clock out. He could have a number of appeals that go up to the, you know, the appeals court and then up to the Supreme Court about jury or about uh, uh, client lawyer privilege, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, we're not. I would just caution anyone who thinks, hey, we could get this thing done before Labor Day. We could get this thing done before the primaries. We could get this thing done before 2024. We could wipe the slate clean with this cat. Yeah, that's that's not happening. Uh, but Donald Trump did admit to all kinds of madness in oh. his interview with Brett Baer. Yes, did, did you see the one where I'm going to show the clip here, but did you see it already? The one where he says, I didn't have time to go through the boxes. Yeah. Yes. Rob, it's incredible. So just to Don set it up for people, here's Donald Trump when he's asked, why didn't you just give the documents back? And he says, because I didn't have time to go through them because they were mixed in with all my other stuff. Yeah. Um, like that's the whole problem at the yes. base level to mishandling yes. classified secret and government owned property is that you mixed it in with your stuff and it's and, in your boxes and you couldn't figure out what was yours and what was the government's. That's the very thing that he's being charged with. It's just yeah. simply incredible. Doug, how many pairs of pants do you own? 17. Are any of the are any of your seventeen pairs of pants the in size a box? of Donald Trump's? No, and I am a no. large man. In a box with <laughs> files, I don't have any. I have some files puts, in my pants pockets. I don't have any pants in my file box. But this is this this his golf clothes. I mean, what? In a box in a with box. files. File the boxes that we saw, the ones in the shower and the ones yeah. in the in the restroom. Yeah. There's the ones pants the in there. Pants. <laughs> All right, here he is. Uh, without without further ado, uh, trigger warning to people who are bothered by Donald Trump's voice. Uh, this is not good. You were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a planned attack on another country that was prepared by the U.S. military for you when you were president. The Iran attack plan. You remember that. Ready? You were recorded. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I just hand them I, over yeah. them because I had 
boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things. Hang out. on a minute. I pushed the wrong button. We're going to get to that one in a minute where he says he lied. I'm going to start over again. Here's Donald Trump saying <laughs> he had all the boxes and the confusion around the boxes. I will try to push the appropriate button this time. I just hand them over them because I had boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to Nara yet. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. Yeah, but according to the indictment, you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you hadn't. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. These documents were interdispersed with all sorts of things. They were just in the personal items boxes. I didn't even know. And the way the guy, I mean, honestly, if somebody hasn't cut the meme yet, the boxes, the boxes, my boxes, I had to go through my boxes. Rob, I, I've been yeah. careful and we have on this podcast and many of the work that we've done to not try to assign particular mental health issues to Donald Trump, even though mm -hmm. he has presented repeatedly certain behaviors and patterns that would clearly be understood through some psychological evaluation to have a diagnosis <laughs> to them. This is classic hoarder behavior. Yes. If you've ever been someone who's struggled with that, if you know someone who struggled with it, if you've been close to someone, you know how difficult it can be. I'm not making light of it at all. It is a serious, serious issue that people deal with and find ways to work on. This is precisely the kinds of things that people say. I cannot clean out my stuff because there's too much. I need to go through it. I have to arrange it. I can't have anybody else touch it. My goodness. This, among other things that Donald Trump has been up to and a part of, is such a clear sign that he has an attachment disorder to these items. And not just the secret documents, not just the classified stuff, all of it. Yep. And he has demonstrated this. There are interviews from back in 2015 and 16 where people are in his office and they're like, wow, this is just, I've seen the videos of these interviews, the videotapes. These people are just like, you have stuff kind of all over. And he's like, yeah, yeah, don't, you know, I just have all this. I keep all this stuff. Okay, fair enough. Some people like a lot of things. Some people like a more austere situation. His taste, as we've seen from chandeliers and from, you know, uh, rug patterns is pretty, pretty messy. Um, but yeah, this gaudy. is a whole other God, this is a whole other level rob yeah. this is yeah. like a guy who's yeah. like don't touch my stuff i can't possibly turn it over to anyone and then his excuse i just literally didn't have time yeah rob you know what he had time to do start Golf. trading cards he yeah. started a crate training card thing. Yeah, NFTs. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, Even so, on the video, he, with the time he was standing there telling people about the trading cards, yeah. he could have been in there digging through his pants boxes to see Listen, if there was a nuclear plan in there. Yeah, you know when you when you think through the documents, though. So if you know, you picture the you know the box. It's got you know it's got some tchotchkes of some kind. Uh, you know, the, the president of, you know, Cambodia dropped off a, a gift. There's some, you know, Iran invasion plans. There's, um, you know, some golf tees and, a, you know, a, a pair of dockers, um, you know, in the box. Doesn't take that long to take your personal stuff out of the box. No, no. 
doesn't take that long. Like, of course you, not. You it's got pants in the box. You know what you yeah. could do? You just pull the pants out of the box. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. And yeah. it doesn't take and um, ask your, someone your, to go through and separate yes. out the clothing yes. items from the paper. Yes. Right? Yes. Step one. But yeah. who doesn't do that? People that suffer from an affliction. Yeah. And again, yeah. I, I want to be sensitive to that affliction. Mm-hmm. Be- yeah. But because it's real. But it's also something that makes functioning in life very difficult. Yes. And that's what we're looking at here. This yeah. is just incredibly, incredibly damning for him to say, I literally didn't have time to comply with the subpoena. I wasn't yeah. ready to give it to them yet. I hadn't gone through it. That's not your call when the stuff you have belongs to the government. Mm-hmm. Irrespective. Yep. Irrespective of classification. It's not yours. It was asked to get it back, and then you prevented people from getting it back. So the fact that he's not even debating that, and he wants to somehow say, well, no, I had the right to keep those as long as I wanted while I was sorting through them, because one of his lawyers told him this, Rob. They told him that, according to the Presidential Records Act, which Donald Trump has likely never read, someone told him, you can just keep this stuff as long as you want and keep sorting through it. It's fine because it's like the stuff, there's just a, you know, there's like no clock on the timer of how long you can take to go through your stuff. So just, you know, take it easy and take your time until there's a subpoena (laughs) and then you can't. And that's what's led to all of this nonsense. It's Mm -hmm. just simply incredible. Now his answer is I didn't have time. As you know, I'm busy. I didn't want anybody else touching my stuff. Yep. All right. Can we go to Bill Barr? Bill Barr's oh. comments, I think, uh, reflect on on this. This is Bill Barr on Face the Nation, just going at Trump with the full passion of someone who should have done so when he was his <laughs> yes. attorney general. So, doing all I can to set aside the you know latecomers trying to be first ones on the on the bandwagon. Bill Barr just opens up a can on on Donald Trump uh, right here. Time for tonight's last word. He, he will always put his own interests and gratifying his own ego ahead of everything else, including the country's interests. There's no question about it. This is a perfect example of that. He's like, you know, he's like a nine-year-old, a defiant nine-year-old kid who's always pushing the glass toward the edge of the table, defying his parents to stop him from doing it. It's a means of self-assertion and exerting his dominance over other people. And he's, he's a very petty individual who will always put his interests ahead of the country's, his personal gratification of his, you know, of his ego but our country our country can't you know can't be a therapy session for you know a troubled man like this our country can't be a therapy session for a troubled man like this i don't know who's writing his material but that was a line i i really thought that's that's on the button yeah and you know bill barr has been very critical of Trump. He was one of the central feature, uh, central characters in the uh, in the really excellent January sixth show that we watched, um, and uh, and and you know seeing him now being critical of the president is. I mean, this is really important. This was like this was the attorney general. Like, if anybody understands how this stuff works, the law. Th- yeah, you know this this guy served as attorney general under under Bush and under Trump, you know, like this is someone 
he's not just some you know a couple of doofuses on a podcast speculating about right. things here's someone right. who the actually knows I mean, exactly actually knows how all of this stuff works now you know the president is the former president has been very critical of bill barr um i think i think bill barr deserves a lot of criticism because as alex just said in the uh in the um in, in the comments you know thanks bill barr wish you expressed that when he was in office i you know i think we all feel that way of like yep. these you know these people that are critics now um come on you know come on like this stuff was all clear then sure and sure. and and so but it's nice to see bill barr say these it's, things yeah, and he is true. He, he's yeah. been completely on the money and and bill barr is someone who in the same interview said you know he was falsely accused and it was a witch hunt to go get him and the federal government was used wrongly to try to attack him in the fbi russia collusion case so he bill barr is wrong about that and right about this now this is just the world we all live in right people very much can be right about some things yep. and wrong about other things i just think bill barr happens to be spot on about this and he's the one who turned this into his own sort of diagnosis of look his his narcissism sort of look, becomes this thing about petty dominance because mm -hmm. he's trying to override you and he's a troubled man and this shouldn't be a therapy session the country shouldn't be a therapy session for such a troubled person okay he's that, absolutely right that line of attack is is significant not only coming from bill because at some point the MAGA people have a line of folks behind th these kinds of critiques of trump that are um really get to something it, donald trump's primary worry is that he's going to be seen as a loser mm -hmm. it's not just whimsy who's worried <laughs> about bullying losers right <laughs> eight-year-olds galore are worried about such things yeah and donald trump's worry because he doesn't live in a world where two things can be true yes but where a person but, can be right and a person can be wrong where a person can win and a yeah. person can lose yeah, he well, doesn't live in that world. He lives in an eight-year-old binary, eight-year-old's binary, and not even a healthy yeah. eight-year-old, like an unhealthy right. eight-year-old. Right. I was going to say where my eight-year-old surpasses Donald Trump in emotional health and intelligence is that before she said no bullying losers at the talent show, um, she said no sore losers, and oh, Donald yeah. Trump, um, it has absolutely proven that he is a sore loser. Uh, you know, they're, they're, those were the two loser statements. No sore losers, no bullying losers. She, I mean, she's very obsessed with losers, but Don, you're absolutely right. Donald Trump is terrified of being perceived as a yeah. loser. And, and that's why he's such a sore loser, because yes. he thinks that the way to... Um, to you know recover his image in the in the face of a loss is to not admit it to puff out his chest to bloviate um when in fact you know like there's been so many observations of like you know how many times have you watched you watch somebody give a concession speech after they lose an election and you think and, and maybe you say like where was that person throughout yeah. the election right like I, w I would have thought about voting for them, you know, like, and because there's something endearing about, you know, the, a, a gracious loser. There's like, the, Donald Trump is so, 
has so backwards how to make a a true connection with people. Like, I mean, yeah. he he can make a connection with people, um, but it's not the type that's lasting and endearing. No, it's, it's it's you know, there's something very superficial and forced about it, and and his instincts are 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 very wrong about how to handle a loss. Yeah. People, you know, the, the phrase thrown around with Trump is that he's transactional, which is also a therapeutic description for how people interact with another human being yep. just in a deal or a transaction. So that's all like more appropriate ways to describe someone whose behavior is not appropriate. And what's happening now is people are starting to say these character qualities are something that makes somebody not eligible to be the president of the United States any longer. Yeah. Now, will they rally around him? For sure. If he becomes the nominee, you don't think Bill Barr is going to be back out there uh, a stumping for Trump? For sure he is. That's that's the th that's been the pattern. There, there's yeah. not a chance that's not happening. Um, but I don't think he's going to get to to that point because yeah. I think that the that the the, the winds are going to turn against him. Now, that that defies what people are seeing in the polls right now. You look at the polling among Republicans, and you have a, a whole bunch of people who are more supportive of Trump, right? And we've been saying for years, maybe this is the death rattle. Maybe this is the period of time where all this is going to end, and you know his support's going to die off, and this is just the surge you get at the end of life. Maybe that could be it. Um, but, but these, these issues are starting to, um, th this one is really different. Every, when people are saying what he did wasn't so bad as opposed to he didn't do it, mm -hmm. that is different than nearly yes. every other, every yes. other accusation that is, that, that is forthcoming, trying yep. to literally having to defend the behavior and say, we don't think this should be prosecuted. Um, you know, now they're saying Mike Pence and others are saying, like, let's let the let's let the legal process work its way out. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Let's go yeah. ahead and do that. Yeah. That's, that's exactly that's what what's going to happen, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. like is, is there an alternative to that, Mike? Um, yeah. So a plea deal. Um, Doug, do you, speaking of Bill Barr, do you have Brett Bear's. Um, recitation of um donald trump's hiring practices oh i don't i don't uh, sorry one of the i don't know if they were showing this on nbc msnbc one of the most amazing parts of this interview was that uh brett bear you know re repeated to donald trump his his famous line that he only hires the best people and then um brett bear begins to go down through a list of <laughs> all of the people that have turned on Donald Trump and how he has insulted them. And just, it is devastating. I mean, how does Trump, how does Trump respond to it? Oh, well, there were, you know, for every one of them, there were 10 that loved me, <laughs> but, oh. but you know, that wow. is kind of how he, how he responds. He's, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but we're talking about, your vice president, your ambassador to the UN, yes. your attorney general, your chief of staff, your other chief of staff, your, your head of, you know, yeah. on, Pentagon, on and on. Yeah. Military leaders, all of everyone's oh. a fool and an idiot and stupid and incapable. All people that you said were so great when you announced you were hiring them. 
You only then, hire the best. So what I don't understand is what kind Amazing. of witchcraft is Donald Trump casting on people to take them from somebody who's so great and accomplished into being such bubbling, bumbling fools? What does yes. he do to them to make them worse? So is it that he's just misread them at first, that he's mm -hmm. lying about them after they're out, or did he somehow make them worse? I, I, I like the third choice, somehow getting near the man and working for him turned all these people into complete fools and incompetence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, all right. I do have this one to Brett Baer. So here we go. Yeah, now, this is where it. Donald Trump is now saying, Brett Baer confronts him with, there's an audio tape of you saying <laughs> you have a documents that show that General Milley was not saying true things about the plans for the United States to attack Iran. And you're saying that Milley produced this document and you indicate that you could show it to the people in the room, but you can't because it's classified and you now can't declassify because you're not president. So that's what the audio tape says. Trump's response is, I lied about that. I didn't have the, I, I didn't have the document. I just had like newspaper yeah. clippings and stuff. Yeah. Who said and document? Like, Who said document? You said you had, and this is no, what's in the indictment and it just Doug, goes I, nowhere. So the argument now is, and this could be Donald Trump's defense. It's not a crime to lie to people writing a book. If yeah. I told them I have a document in my hand and it's secret, and I don't have a document, that's not illegal. I can, I can lie to, Trump's argument has been repeatedly, I can lie to the press. In fact, he has said it, it's, and it's true. A president sitting or former president or any other citizen can lie to the press. You can lie to lots of people. Certain folks, there's criminal penalties for lying to, but you can lie to all kinds of people. So Trump's now argument is, oh, and he even says, oh, here's the thing, there was no document. Yeah, it was it wasn't a document, Doug. It was his it was his. Um, Iran invasion pants that he was <laughs> that he was showing them. like on Melania had the words written on her pants. I really yeah. don't care. Do you? He had like uh, Iran attack yeah. pants, golf yes. pants or, that were. Sort yes, of, those sort were of his up. Iran attack golf. All pants. Right, so, so here's hear Trump now saying my defense is I lied about having a document, which I'm guessing that the that the prosecutors. Well, we'll talk about this. Afterwards. You were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a plan of attack on another country that was prepared by the U.S. military for you when you were president. The Iran attack plan. You remember that? Ready? You were recorded. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I had copies of newspaper articles. I had copies of magazines. You're quoted on the recording saying the document was secret, adding that you could have declassified it while you were president, but quote, now I can't. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. I'm just saying what the indictment says. So there it is. Now he's saying, oh, I mean... I didn't have a doc. I said a document, but I didn't have one. I just had a bunch of pieces of paper and news. Okay. Again, Donald Trump, you're carrying around with you a year and a half out of office newspaper clippings. Yeah. Can we talk you're about newspaper clippings <laughs> for, a second? for a second? <laughs> can we your just argument is I brought a hoarder box with me and that's what I was rummaging through and telling them, I can't show you this because I was just lying to them about, but here's the thing, Rob, I'm, hoping against hope and trusting 
that they interviewed people who were in oh. that room who oh, yeah. looked at a document yes. that was classified yes. before they named that. They didn't just listen oh. to the audio and say, oh, he said it, so he did it. Let's put it in a federal indictment against a former president. I'm pretty sure they corroborate, corrobor corrobor corroborated. Corroborated, may may not an uh, easy word to say when you're thinking not for, about it. Not for, not for some people, corroborated the the <laughs> truthfulness of that. I'm all bumbled. The the truthfulness of this, probably with the people that were in the room, right? So now yeah. he's trying to say there was no 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 no, no 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 no. It's no, just stunning. Doug, when I was um, I, I I have a couple of thoughts here. When I was five years old, when I was four years old, into going and then turned five, um. That was when I fell in love with professional football and particularly when I fell in love with the Cleveland Browns. Um, that was the year that they were known as the cardiac kids. Brian okay. Sipe, their quarterback, was the MVP of the league that year. The last time a Browns player was the MVP of the league. Uh, they uh, went to the playoffs and lost tragically to the Raiders um, on a play called Red Right 88. <laughs> Um, that's a, that's a generous use of the word tragically. That's <laughs> yes, okay. They tragically lost. Okay. Go on. They I'm did sorry. tragically lost yeah. to the Raiders, okay. uh, 14 yes. to 12, um, I'm on a I'm play put you on full screen yeah. so that yeah. my smirking a, is not so. On a, oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. On a play called red, right? 88. So I, I, as a four and five year old in the suburbs of Cleveland, um, I, that season um, would go through the Cleveland Plain Dealer each day and would cut out of the newspaper um, articles, pictures, um, mementos of that season. And I, I taped them inside a, a spiral yeah. notebook. And, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a scrapbook of an entire season of of Brown's football uh, that I that I have. And um, I, I still have it to this day. It's unironically in a box somewhere. Um, and, and I, so I think about that. I think about, you know, when, you know, when you, you know, your, your, your kid, your grandkid, um, for some reason shows up in the local newspaper. Maybe uh -huh. they, uh, maybe there was a, a little parade and, you know, a talent you're, show. Sure. At, uh, yeah, neighborhood talent show, whatever, like whatever it might be. There's some some reason why your kid showed up in the paper uh, and you you clip that out of the paper and, and you save it. Um, I, I know like when we launched our church, um, you know, I don't know, 18 years ago, several articles in the paper and there's mm -hmm. a box around somewhere that like those newspapers were saved because of kind of mementos because it's not every day that you're in the paper um you know who's in the paper every day a lot donald trump yeah. to think i mean you just you picture that like clipping out the article <laughs> hand clipping hand folded. clipped did you personally clip those I, i'm Likely sure he did. did i'm sure he did I mean, too and and he's in the newspaper a lot a lot yeah yeah and then keeping he, track of them and, and here's the thing then has article, those in a box article what kind of article 
articles where I mean, he knows it, where the where the articles are about Iran stories has those at his ready to travel with him to New Jersey for a meeting with people who are ghostwriting the biography of his former chief of staff, which is what this interview was. He couldn't find the classified documents because he was too busy, but he knew exactly where the newspaper clippings of stories about Iran and the United States. And the other thing, Donald, you've been saying over and over, you don't trust the media and the newspapers. So why are you using the newspaper media reports as your defense that Millie was the fool and you were right? And all of that, that whole recorded conversation Donald Trump was in bringing up grievances against the former chief of, of, of the, the chief of staff for the United States Army. That's what he was doing. He was bickering as an old as a sore grievances, loser. Old grievances. Yeah. He's going to end up being prosecuted partially based on the evidence that he provided when he was being petty. It's just, I know they say it's the cover up, but with Donald Trump, it's never been the cover up. It's always been the pettiness, whether yes. it was Ukraine, whether it was Stormy Daniels, whether it's Eugene Carroll, whether it's not paying his lawyers, it's just causing a casino to fail. I mean, the level to which it is always back to <laughs> the man is petty. Yes. And yes, these turns out these are not petty crimes. These are not petty. No. The, the, he, his level now his argument being, I didn't have time to find those. I did have time to find the newspaper clippings, <laughs> but I couldn't sort my pants from my documents, but I could find the newspaper clip. I mean, it's just, this is what I'm saying. If you're on any jury or any reasonably thinking person, you're just, and you're a prosecutor, you're, you're like, Hey, let's pull out your iPhone and take what I'm watching on the TV right now, because maybe we should put this yeah, into our official August yep. 7th, uh, uh, court proceedings. Yeah, it's it is uh, as they say. It's strange credu credulity. Credulity. Yeah. Yes, we're like corroborating um, that. Uh, okay. All right. So, all right. Now, do we have to talk so much about Donald Trump like this? Well, yes. Why? Because he's the leading Republican candidate in the primary to yeah. be nominated as the Republican Party's choice to run for the presidency. That's why. Do you know who's not running for office? Hunter Biden. <laughs> Hunter Biden's not running for office. Now, should I scoff at Hunter Biden? Well, kind of, because do I really care about the son of the current president? Now, my friends who push me on this say, well, here's why. Because the schemes that Hunter Biden was involved in he wasn't involved in alone. They claim he was involved in them with family members, including his dad, who's now the president. Yeah. So the argument is that Hunter uh, Biden's crimes the Biden, the are part Biden of crime family, a crime family. And if you want to know if you're in or or dancing around a conspiracy, if you have friends that use the phrase Biden crime family, non-ironically, 
<laughs> yeah. You're in a cult. No. <laughs> is is Trump or, or is Biden somewhere in the criminal spaces of Donald Trump? I don't think so. I don't know. But do you know what I do want? I do want the Justice Department to investigate it. I do want them to find out if Joe Biden has committed yes. crimes, if Joe Biden took bribes from Ukraine, yes. if Joe Biden didn't pay his own taxes, if Joe Biden yes. funneled money here and there, we yes. should all know and he should yes. not be elected president as a yes. beloved child of God, the light of yes. the world and salt of the earth. Some Take that shockingly bright and light and shine it somewhere else. Take that competent, get it done light. <laughs> Because you've disqualified yourself yes. through your criminality, if that's true. Completely. So Completely. Be sure. Now, no one I know who thinks that the Biden family is involved in criminality should be investigated also thinks Trump should be investigated. The right. just investigate the Biden crime family, but don't prosecute Trump because you're corrupt. This is the conversation I hear all the time, and it just... It's just not even a sincere conversation to be having in my in my view. That's that's not legitimate. If the Justice Department, if the FBI is so corrupt, they're not corrupt only in one direction. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just really something. So what do we do about Hunter Biden? Well, number one, we say we don't live. In England, where we have kings with sons who yep. are princes. Yep. We don't live in a patriarchy when it comes to the presidency. What someone's children have done in their lives, whether great accomplishment or miserable choices, has nothing to do with you and what you do. And look, Biden is guilty of this in the same way that Trump, and maybe you can say it's a generational thing, Blame it wherever you want. But this idea that like, good for you, look how your kids have turned out. Your children's lives and successes or failures is not a reflection on you, Papa Patriarch. You're not somehow the top <laughs> of some sort of a down, down line, like you're running a, you know, a multi-level business called your family. This... Uh, I cannot say it enough. I say it to people when I when I I've been at births of children and whispered to parents in the in the delivery room. This is honest to goodness the truth. Just remember, you are not responsible for the choices of your children. You love your children. You encourage your children. You help your children. You bring them along. You support them. You you critique them when you you do all the things. But in the end, they are human beings with agency, and it's not a reflection on you. Make your contribution and then live alongside of them as another human being on this planet. Because this idea that good for you, look how well your kids turned out, mm -hmm. that comes from people who don't know people. <laughs> you, there's a great Bruce Springsteen line in a song called Adam Raised a Cane, mm. which doesn't need a lot of explanation after the title. Adam, in the biblical story, had a son named Cain who killed his brother. The son of the son of God in the biblical story had a 50% child murder rate. 50% of the children in that story are murderers. 
The point being, from the beginning of the friggin' book of Genesis right through today, don't blame parents for the choices of their children. Lecture over. And don't give credit, lecture not over, and don't give credit to parents for things they don't get credit for, for the love. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So don't. So don't blame Donald yeah. Trump's dad either yeah. for him being such a <clears throat> such a such a putz. Yeah. So Hunter Biden has um, has pled guilty to. Thank um, you, Abbott, for recognizing uh, that it comes from the darkness on the edge of town. Yeah. Album. Uh, uh, so he's pled guilty to a couple of misdemeanors um, related to not paying taxes, and then something. There's some kind of uh, gun charge because as a person who's um, been uh, um, has has fought um, substance abuse and addiction. Um, he's not supposed to have a gun, and so it apparently it's a couple of mis- misdemeanors um, that he is uh, that he has pled guilty to. Now the the Republican response to this is going to be, um, well, this is a slap on the wrist. Yeah, um, this is the Justice Department. Um, you know, giving themselves cover to charge Trump by charging Hunter Biden with this. Um, and, um, um, you know, like, see, we're not biased. We, we charge both sides. Um, I, and so now I would just note for everybody that, um, at the end of this five-year investigation into Hunter Biden. Uh, there are no charges related to anything on his laptop. So, you know, okay, Hunter Biden's said that, laptop. Though, Rob, I will say the investigations into Hunter Biden are likely not over. There are oh, multiple sure. things that the, that the Justice Department is looking into Hunter Biden about. So that taxes were some, Gun laws were others. He's got a paternity thing going on in Kansas or Oklahoma. Nope. He has Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas, somewhere outside of Fayetteville. He uh, has some other issues going on with Ukraine and some money situations. So we might not be done hearing about crimes committed by Joe Biden's son. But look, here's what this is really about. In my, in my view, this is what the Republicans are up to here. Joe Biden has chosen to make his personal story and his family a major piece of his offering yeah. to the American people. He talks about it a lot. He talks about his son who was in the in the military and got sick, likely because of some issues, you know, toxic issues in the military, who was a attorney general of like Delaware or something and died. And we talk about that a lot. He had other children die in a car accident and his wife died, like personal pain and grief. He showed yeah. himself to be such a kind man and the, the audio recordings that came out of him calling Hunter Biden and saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm with you. I know you're struggling like all that. So people said, Joe Biden's the kind of dad we want. That's what they're going after. This is not about... I, I'm sure there are people who really do think that Joe Biden is involved in a $10 million bribery scam against you know, Ukrainians because they want to get rid of the special prosecutor because they're going after Hunter Biden's laptop, blah, blah, blah. Okay, all this. There's certainly people who believe that. I don't doubt it for a minute. Many of them are in Congress. Many Republican Congress people, I think, truly do believe that. 
But that's not where the political edge is on this. The political edge is to say, Joe Biden is not a good man. Look at his kids. Here's the problem with that political argument. Where do you want to make that argument? Where do you want to make the argument? You're not a good man because of the behavior of your children. You think a lot of Trump supporters are going to be like, lock him up. He's got bad kids. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. That's not how this is going to go. The other thing that's funny about this, the two things that Republicans don't want to be prosecuted, tax violations and guns, the two things. So now they're going to come out and have to be all. Thank goodness we have strong tax violation laws, and yep. thank goodness that we have laws about guns. Yeah. I mean, th- there is a sweet irony in that. Now, personally, I'm quite happy that people are charged with tax crimes. I want yes. people being charged with tax crimes. I want people being charged with gun crimes, not particularly yes. Hunter Biden, unless he pleads guilty to the crimes that he committed. Yeah. Then let's all move forward. But the idea that there's some bounce back that, well, Joe Biden must be a bat. Look, if if Joe Biden's caught up in all this stuff, is involved in any crimes, we should. Yep. We should One know. of the things I think we should get rid of now is the notion that presidents shouldn't be investigated. Oh, look, let's. Yeah. Let's, yes. let's let, allow the Justice Department to have carte blanche to look mm. into things. And if people who are in public office, presidents or vice presidents, have committed crimes or are currently committing crimes, they should be looked into. I think we would all feel better. Yeah. And if we say we don't have a justice system that we can trust, then we need to fix the trust system. But we can't have a system that you can prosecute some people. But as long as you're in this role, you can't be prosecuted. I think I think this this policy of the Justice Department to not be investigating a president is not a good choice. Maybe we have to have a deal where you can't bring them up on charges, you can't bring them before court. There's some things about how they're going to function their job, which we do in all kinds of prosecutions anyway, work out the timing. That's one thing. But this idea that the Justice Department shouldn't be looking into presidents or former presidents, I I, I think is uh, weakening. But you seem to have a different opinion about that. Well, you know, I just... I. I... I, I don't know. I, I I just imagine like the the danger of something being politicized, that that is something that absolutely could be politicized. Um, you know, is mm-hmm. should the Justice Department have an, you know, an office of presidential investigation that is just always happening? And yeah, because yeah, they're called prosecutors. <laughs> they have an office. But I mean, like a special office that's just always investigating the you know the president and and things around the president um that just i we do have that though it's called this it's special counsel yeah. like the, yeah yes we do have the apparatus well, what's the for these what's what's the other option we we say well i mean maybe <laughs> the other option is we like you know go back to the good old days where you know presidents aren't doing things that you know <laughs> that require investigation. Yeah. Okay, you know, fair enough. <laughs> like, fair could enough. we yeah, get back my, to electing people like that? That would we... be my highlight. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, and look, you know, people are raising things about how Hunter Biden participated in things and to use his dad's name to be able to get deals on boards and be a part of a, a gas company in Ukraine. Yeah, probably. 
You know why? Because people like to use other people's last names. And when your dad mm -hmm. or mom is a famous yes. politician and has access in the United States, you oh. get all kinds of deals. I'm pretty sure Ivanka Trump was not just, you know, uh, yep. selling the best handbags in her deal with China. They gave her a special, that stuff happens. Yes. When it becomes criminal, I think if we're going to say like, hey, sorry, man, we can't investigate this for another four or maybe eight years because, you know, you're the untouchable. I just oh. think a citizen as the president, that's yes. that's my take. I'm not bothered yep. by it. I, I would rather have the protections against politicism than I would a system that says we can't prosecute a president. Yeah. Yeah, or investigate or, or investigate a president. I guess, yeah. I guess, especially yeah, now. Yeah, and after I Trump. think I, yeah, and I think I would rather have. Um, I think I would rather have a. I don't know, independent person at the Department of Justice. You know, it, even though the Department of Justice is a part of the executive branch and the president is the executive of the executive branch, I would rather have them doing an investigation than you know, partisan hacks in Congress. Yeah, for, no, for sure. For sure. I think it should be, it should be rooted in the Justice Department. Congress, especially the House, does not have criminal mm -hmm. charging capacity, as as we know, right? <laughs> like, you've watched what's happened when they've, when members of the House of Representatives have defied subpoenas from the House of Representatives. Nothing yep. can happen because they need the Justice Department to kick in to do it. So it's not a perfect system, but I think yeah. what's not helpful is that we continue this notion and idea that there's a bias going into investigating presidents and former presidents. And maybe we're going to need to get to the point because what's been clear now is this country is willing to elect people who have criminal charges pending against them. Mm. They're totally willing to do that. Mm. So... And I, I'm talking about like wow. charges against Hillary Clinton, charges against Donald Trump, yeah, charges against Donald Trump while he was president. Now with Joe Biden, now with Donald yep. Trump, like okay, we've yeah. crossed a Rubicon. We're now in a world where we don't get to say the American people will figure this out. Yeah, the the light of day will show people, and we won't have this issue. No, yeah. we literally could have someone who has been convicted of felonies, state and and federal felonies on the ballot. So I think the best thing to do is to create some office that's totally independent of any administration that when a president needs to be investigated, current yeah. or former, that, that, that group kicks in and they develop a capacity for it. Because in my view, that's just where we are now. That's the world that we live in. Yeah. And what they're trying to do is trying to say, you won't prosecute Biden. So therefore you shouldn't prosecute like all this nonsense and all these rules about who gets to prosecute whom. And are we going to interfere with an election? Look, man, uh, it is, it is seriously broken. And, uh, the, the process by which we're going to, we're going to pick presidents because we now aren't confident any of us that we're not going to pick, uh, somebody who's been charged with crimes. Yeah. I mean, 70% yeah. of current Republicans would say, I'd rather have Donald Trump, who's been convicted of these crimes, and all the other nonsense that he behaved in. Do you think? Uh, do you think other indictments are coming? I'm I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, against Trump? Yeah, yeah. I think there are. I think there are federal indictments coming. 
Um, both continuing related to um, the documents as well as January 6th. I also think that um, that there's an indictment coming in Georgia as well. I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's I think there's three more. Yeah. Right. I used to think there were two. I think there's three more rounds of, of indictments. And I think the next round of indictments are going to be in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, and uh, and are going to be related to, um, you know, specifically the violation of. Yeah. Uh, so this espionage stuff has been related. It's not related to classification. Um, one of the great things that Jack Smith has done is is, is sidestep that altogether. I think there will be something uh, in New Jersey that relates to the classification. Uh, Do you think that tops. that'll just be rolled into the same charges against Trump? Like it'll move from thirty-seven to forty-six or whatever. No, I think be? I I kind of think they'll be separate and. A separate trial, you feel like, like I, another I do. judge and, and, and it will be, and... yes, yes, wow. it will be a different in New Jersey because you know the crimes that took place within the state of New Jersey as opposed to the state of Florida. Um, I, that's just my sense. I might be mm-hmm. wrong, I'm often wrong about Donald Trump, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, wow. Doug, I got a haircut appointment that I gotta get heading off to here soon. Well, congratulations on that. I, I've, I, I sometimes put people in categories. Yeah. I have categories of friends, um, who have make appointments and for haircuts. And then those who like schedule a haircut when they've got time. Yeah. I I'm now where I, when I get my haircut, I just schedule my next one for six weeks out and wow. It goes in my calendar. And See, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Like you're in a whole other category, my friend. That's that's amazing. well. It's just I'm standing there, and the guy's like, "Would you like a receipt?" No. Well, how about I schedule my next appointment? <laughs> like, and then I don't have but to. But you think go about to it. a place where they schedule haircut appointments. Like you don't yes. go to you don't go to Great Clips or Cost Cutters or Sam's no. or no. No, I I, I used that's to really go. The, that's really the two yeah. categories. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's those well, who go well, to the. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Alex. Check for saying my check hair looks in on perfect, the app. Perfect, Welcome though. to Great Clips. Uh, no, I, I go to Floyd's. Floyd's ninety nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Like men's men's barber shop. Like it's a brand. It's a, it's a yeah. It's it a is a brand, and it the thing I like about it, it's got uh, pictures of eighties uh, bands all over the walls. Um, yeah. Well, Rob, Thanks. I said this before we before we started yeah. the podcast here. Um, we first popped on that you looked clean, you looked freshened up, looked like you had taken a shower, your hair looked great, and you said, well, "I'm going to get a haircut after this." And I said, "That's almost essentially what Alex is saying here, which is your hair your hair looks perfect right now. Don't mess with it." Now, look, you're a man with a strong head of hair. I mean, that is this, this know, is true. Thank God I, I, for your mom's yeah. genetic line, because apparently that's where it yes. comes from. Yeah, it comes from your mom's father, apparently. Okay, so maybe the patriarchy thing. Maybe I take back all that stuff about you're not responsible for your children's behavior. Yeah, your grandchildren's yep. behavior you're responsible yep. for. Uh, so I do know when people have good hair like you do, they 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 don't do what people like me do, which is go in and say, "Hey, use a five on the back and shape up the top," and you know that's sort of that's sort of the end of it. Um, so okay. though, well, I I, enjoy, I will say this. Let us know, know in the comments if you schedule your haircut six weeks out, or if you're somebody that does it like. Yeah, I am when it's needed. So I've been seeing the same person to uh, to cut my hair for a while now. Uh, The last time I went in six weeks ago when I went in to get my hair cut, 
she reached out her hand and said hi and introduced herself and said what you know what would you what would you like today and i was like you have cut my hair like five times now really i don't doug are you a talker while you get your hair cut I try not to, part of the reason I don't make haircut appointments, I, I'll go like great clip and I move around yeah. between them because I don't want to yeah. have a personal relationship with my hair stylist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so that. No, I'm not a talker, which do. is I probably why I do very often. I, I just, oh, I just I don't, make up I other stories yeah. when they, when they yes. have to force some chit chat. And I, yep. so I try not to do the airplane thing, you know, where I put my earbuds in um, yep. and act like I'm uninterested, but yeah. no, I, yeah, yeah, I, I hate, I hate the. I hate the chit chat, which is probably why my hairstylist who's, who's cut my hair many times now, I can't believe I just said hairstylist. Um, it was just probably why she has no memory of me. Is hairstylist not, not the phrase. It, it is, but it sounds so pretentious and stupid. Oh, because you have a hairstylist, you mean? Yeah. Like you're the guy. So I wish I had too. a, I wish I had a barber, but I'm not uh, like, I don't, I'm not that cool. I see. Really? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my guess is between where you are now and Floyd's 99, there's a barber shop. Oh yeah. I'll drive right past several. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Which you can probably stop in and they'd say like, sit down, man. We're ready for yeah. you right now. Walk right yeah. in, sit right down. We really care about your hair. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, that's what you get with well, the Common Good Podcast. You get a, in uh, next a report week. on a kid's uh, uh, talent contest and a little hair. Uh, yeah, and and I just say tune in next week to uh, you know find out if uh, if Allie does a good job on my hair today or not. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'll be, wear sure you, be sure you document that and post it on social. Love to, love to mm. keep up. Fair enough. Okay, y'all. Hey, uh, we'll see you later.